0: From LPM, Louisville Public Media. Support for LPM podcasts comes from the Eye Care Institute and Butchertown Clinical Trials, where they strive for diversity, equity, and inclusion within their staff, patients, and clinical trial participants. To learn more, visit butchertown.clinic.
1: So I'm I'm going to try something new, at least for a little while. And I wanted to talk to you about it before I got to the interview you're going to hear in just a few uh, with Damien Girado. What I'm gonna do here every week on the uh, on the podcast feed is uh, post three times Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday will be one interview. Wednesday will be another interview. Then Friday is gonna be the entire episode with all the extra little bits here and there that uh, that actually airs on the radio. I'm not sure if this is gonna work. I, I think it might because you know this way you're gonna get extended versions of the interviews that you wouldn't be able to hear otherwise with with the uh, the final you know, fully produced show. So if you like it, let me know. You can send me uh, all your hate mail or or maybe, you know, some messages of encouragement for that matter at uh, scannon at wfpk.org. You know, tell me what you think. If it works this way, we'll keep doing it. If not, we can, you know, we can figure something else out, uh, do it the way we did it before, whatever. Now, here's the guest list. Steer into it. <laughs> Over the last five years, uh, Damian Gerardo has been on two seemingly separate but inextricably linked journeys, one musical and one spiritual. In 2010, he'd pretty much given up on making records altogether. Uh, Until that is, he went into the studio with Richard Swift, that's when the musical journey started. The other journey uh, began with what Gerardo called A quote-unquote movie trailer dream and culminated in a spiritual awakening on a beach. The byproduct of both odysseys is a trio of concept albums, all collaborations with Swift, about a famous musician that abandons his life, becomes a navigational conduit in a mystical community waiting for Jesus to come back on a spaceship, and then travels the countryside to continue his search for the universe's truths. The final entry in that series, Visions of Us on the Land, uh, is out in March, by the way. Now, just to be clear, during the interview you're about to hear, which was recorded when the second part of that trilogy was released, Gerardo uh, was emphatic. that There were absolutely no drugs involved in making those albums, regardless of how many people thought there were. Nope. None of it. Just a bizarre mix of, of, uh, of spiritual and artistic influences, which actually is where the conversation begins. And when
2: I was alive, you were alive, shining like some planet
0: you call. Rod Sterling had a huge influence on me, and his writing had a huge influence on me.
1: Like, is that, has that been a recent thing, or is that just always...
0: Uh, you know, I grew up watching The Twilight Zone as a kid, you know, so all the reruns. Um, but I think it was about, about the time that I made Maricopa, the just before I made Maricopa, actually, I got into The Twilight Zone pretty heavily.
1: So that was, uh, so basically, it was right around the time you started writing that story, two
0: thousand eleven, two thousand ten. Yeah.
1: So was that part of? Was that part of what? What inspired Maricopa? Sure. To, or Just this. Yeah.
0: One? i there, mean, but again, I again, you know, I had so many different influences. You know, Buckminster Fuller. You know, a creator of the, uh, inventor of the Geodesic yeah. Dome. I'm not, I'm you may not be familiar with this guy. Uh, there's a guy named uh, Lonnie Frisbee.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. You know Lonnie Frisbee? Yeah. Is? Huge influence on this story. Um, also, um, people like, uh, you know, uh, Buckwister Fuller, uh, Lonnie Frisbee, Larry Norman. Mm-hmm. Huge musical influence on me. I really, I've always really respected Larry's music, and I think a lot of it I just kind of, you know, eventually just sort of, you know, thought was okay. Mm. But it wasn't really until around that I made this last record that I really saw the genius of laying on it. There was a band, there was a group out of, uh, I think they were from Ohio originally, called the All Saved Freak Band. Psychedelic Jesus Band, yeah. I was really into as well. Um, yeah, uh, William S. Burroughs, another big influence on me.
2: She was a good driver, you can tell as soon as someone touches the
0: wheel. Mexico City, where Lupita sits like an Aztec earth goddess, doling out her little papers of lousy. I mean, so yeah, a lot of it, you know, a lot of it was musical but that good portion of it isn't musical at all either
1: well it sounds like uh, especially when you talk about frisbee and Larry Norman mm-hmm. and um, uh, the the band that you're talking about from Ohio mm-hmm. that a lot of it's like uh, maybe Jesus people style
0: yeah definitely. sort of
1: hippies funk gospel yeah. stuff
0: yeah I mean you know, you, you know to be honest with you you know some of my favorite music you know that I listen to is is some of the you know the unheard of you know gems of the psychedelic um Christian era some of that music I, I I always say you know show me show me uh, some of, some show me some better psychedelic music than that music yeah. I have yet to hear it it's some of the most out there music I've ever heard it's very cosmic it's you know it's very you know obviously heavily spiritual But, you know, we're talking about, you know, these weren't just like square Christian kids making music. I mean, these were real, you know, LSD dropping, you know, hippies that sort of found Jesus and decided that they're going to drop, you know, forget LSD and turn on to the Lord, you know, instead. And, you know, and then you have the Jesus movement and, you know, so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, in some ways, you know, it's like, you know, um, you know, I, I keep picturing the, the, the character in Maricopa sort of like coming up upon um someone or meeting somebody like, you know, um you know, someone who might live in within Maricopa, you know, might might be someone like Lonnie Frisbee, for instance, yeah. you know. Um you know, just this real kind of out there hippie guy who uh you know, who just wants to be you know, wants to go to heaven, so I mean, yeah, his story is very interesting. Lonnie Frisbee's story is very interesting. Well, yeah. I, re-
1: I remember there was a while where, and I don't know if they ever made the documentary, but they were working on or trying to finance a documentary about his life. Well, they made one. It's, they called, did.
0: So it's it, called The Life and Death of a Hippie Preacher. So
1: it did. So that did come out.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a great documentary.
1: Because that's how I f- initially found out about him as a person because, you know, I knew a lot of the other um, important members of the—
0: Chuck Smith. Yeah, and,
1: yeah, the Jesus People mm-hmm. Movement and then the Vineyard thing and all yeah. that stuff. Uh, but I, but at, to that point, I'd never been familiar with him. So then, when I found out his story, mm-hmm. I did a lot of reading and found out about like this, like you know, this enigmatic character mm-hmm. that uh, should be
2: mm-hmm.
0: a
1: household name for everyone who's yeah. remotely aware of mm-hmm. Christianity and yeah. pop culture, but instead nobody.
0: Well, you know, he was. Well, you know, he was sadly he was sort of like discounted. I mean, on a lot of levels because, you know. Um, you know because not too not too long before his death you know he's no longer living you know mm-hmm. um you know he came out of the closet and said he, you know he was he was gay so i think a lot of the people in the evangelical movement you know who owe i think a lot of their you know coming to christ you know to him and what he did um sort of sort of uh shunned him you know which is really a bummer but yeah i mean him between him and chuck smith i mean the whole movement. I mean, I know a lot of people that wouldn't be, you know, Christians today if it weren't for people like him. And you know, so yeah. I mean, obviously the Lord too, you know. But
1: you know, right? Well, yeah, but but yeah. it's because of like the work that they were doing. Yeah. That it made it, and I hate to say it this way, but you know, it made it made Jesus seem cool. And I don't mean cool like totally, him, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, totally. But you
1: yeah. know, it put it it put it in a context where people could well, understand it.
0: Also, it's also Lonnie you know, Lonnie's life was someone it was proof that, you know, that God can use, you know, anybody, you know. God can use this this insane, um, you know, hippie who dropped L S D and was reading the Bible, you know, in the the canyons of California, you know, in the desert. So, um, you know, God can use anybody, you know. So like I mean, like I was saying in my last interview, I mean, I'm look, man, I'm no I'm no proselytizing preacher or evangelical. Right. I'm just a guy with a guitar, you know, who loves the Lord. That's really it, you know. And um, But the music is the music, you know, and my life is my life, and uh, it's always a real personal thing, you know. My relationship with God is very personal.
1: You'll hear more about Damien Gerardo's spiritual journey here in, in just a bit, but first, this is a song he recorded live in the studio, Museum of Flight.
2: Falling to the ground I was anxious to be found One day you will go home To the safety of the cloud Don't let go I need you to hang around I'm so broke I foolishly Salut
1: It's a live version of Museum of Flight that Damien Gerardo recorded here in the studio a little while back. Now let's go ahead and pick up where we left off in my conversation with Damien, uh, talking more about his spirituality and uh, its evolution.
0: So For me, it's like I'm not a preacher. Man. I'm a musician. You know, I do music. And, uh, I'm you know, I'm a father. I got two kids, and, you know, I try to be just, you know, maintain, uh, you know, a real loving attitude towards... You know, people I come across with, you know, so that's to me is the most important, you know, so.
1: Well, you know, it also seems like, and I know you said this before, but you've become much more open when talking about faith and sure. and expressing that. And it's funny because when we did the interview a couple of years ago with you and Bazan, mm-hmm. uh, uh, David Bazan, that like, is, uh, um, Damien Gerardo's friend since high school and the man behind Pedro the Lion. You can hear the interview they did together, which just so happens to be the first time they'd actually talked in years in the guest list podcast archives. It's on iTunes, and, you know, it's still one of my favorites. It almost seemed like um, he had to pull a little bit of that out of you because, yeah. you know, that wasn't necessarily what the interview was about, but that stuff came out. Yeah. And it did seem like you were maybe a little more reluctant to yeah. to just be.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's, that wasn't that long ago. Right. You know, yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I remember that interview. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think he was trying to, like, get it out of me a bit, you know, and I just was reluctant to say anything about it. I was still pretty guarded. Um,
1: so, I mean, what happened? Like, what, When? when did that?
0: I just had this spiritual awakening. I just had this, you know, I was going through a real... Trying time you know i mean and, and not to say that i mean you always hear stories you know about oh you know he was on drugs and he had this bad trip and no then he came to the lord you know nothing like that i mean for me you know i for me it just was a natural progression i'd been on i had been on a search uh for a long long time and uh it was it wasn't really until the fall of of uh 2012 that it happened for me um yeah, from that from that point on, the, it was around, uh, I think it was around, I want to say it was October 29th, 2012. I was in Florida on a beach. In fact, the cover, you know, the cover that you see on the yeah. Brothers and Sisters of yeah. Eternal Sun, that's that moment. That's what it was? Yeah. That's a real photo. That's a real photo. Snap. At the taken at the real time that that moment happened in my life, and that was taken by my girlfriend Lindsay.
1: So the cover of the cover of the record is actually
0: actually my changing moment.
1: Wow. So I mean, was it was it really just like you said, like like an awakening?
0: It was an awakening, but it was beyond an awakening. It was like it was like being in an, it was like living in an empty house. For a long time, and then God just sort of moved in. That was it. So you just like you
1: felt it wash
0: over oh, you. Oh man, I felt felt like a it felt like a hand on my back. It felt like a hand on my back.
2: Is my sweetest song.
0: I heard what I can. What I say is the voice of the Lord saying, just fall back. And that was it. I fell back, man. I've never been the same
2: since.
0: And uh, that was it. From there on out, I was never the same. My music changed, my life changed. I saw things differently. Um, My whole perspective of everything, man. We're talking from music to life to Going to bed, waking up, it all changed. It all changed, and I've never been exact. I've never been the, the, the same person since.
1: It's funny that you put it that way because I was thinking about this earlier, and you know, a lot of people have been saying that this that, that, that the new record is experimental, mm-hmm. and that you're going in a bunch of weird places. And granted, sure, you, you're doing that, but um, I heard it. Especially considering St. Bartlett and Maricopa, I heard it and thought to myself, this isn't him experimenting, this is him finding
0: mm-hmm.
1: what he wants. Yeah, And to hear you talk about it this way, too, mm-hmm. it, it seems like that's not just musically speaking, like that this really is the thing that he's been like that's i mean that's what i thought like that's how i how i, I felt about that record mm. and maybe it was because i could hear all of the influences that we talked about before too like coming mm. out mm-hmm. but it really did seem like when you look at the progression of the records that you've done with richard that this was the re- like this was the record
0: this was the awakening this is the awakening this and, is me this is me waking up
1: and to hear yeah to hear you talk about it like this it it sounds like that even more so not just mm-hmm. musically but like
0: mm-hmm.
1: this record is the distillation of
0: Years and years
1: of your journey. I hate mm-hmm. you know. I I hate to put it that way because sure. that's sort no, of what is, the album's man.
0: about too. But but it's a journey. You know, it's a journey that was spiritual. It's a journey that was mental. It was a journey that was so heavily rooted in music. You know, you know. Uh, I'm in no way like this man I'm about to mention. But you know, I'm a big I'm a big John Coltrane fan. <laughs> Coltrane is someone, man, you listen to the first, you listen to those first few records, you're like, this is, this is incredible. This is like nothing I've ever heard before. Then he gets to like, stuff like Ascension, and you're just like, whoa, man, you are on a different planet, you know what I mean? <laughs> but you know, by the time he made Ascension, you know, that was when he really became, you know, he really became in tune you know, to God. It's no different, man. You know, um, there's lots of, I think they're just, I think the spiritual is another level, man. It's a whole new thing. It's in music. And I don't know, man, I'm telling you, I don't care what faith you come from. You can be a Muslim. You can be a Christian. You can be Jehovah's Witness, born Mormon. You can be whatever the Jewish, you know, be a satanist for all, that, for all that matter you know what i'm saying there's something that happens when you put spirituality in music you mix the two together and it is a wildfire man it is next level it is it is something that you it, you've never heard, like quite heard before you know
1: and that's not like when a lot of people think about christian rock it's not just when you put things like praise the lord into mm-hmm. music but when you take that uh that feeling you were talking about, mm-hmm. that awakening, mm-hmm. because I,
0: I, I've, it's beyond words, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, it, 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 I, I know what you mean. <clears> I can relate. And you know, sure. some, sometimes when people say they have an awakening, what they really mean is like, oh, you know, I had a bit of an epiphany and it changed how I thought about things. Sure. But that's not the same as what you're talking about, no, where, no, where no, you no. really feel. You feel that wash over you. It's a
0: physical. It's it's uh, it goes. It it, it runs to your subconscious. It runs to your consciousness. It runs through like your bloodstream. It's in your breath. It's you know. It's in your eyes. It's in your ears. You feel it. It's like a, it's it's every one of your senses turned up all the way at a high power to the point where it's physically exhausting.
1: You see what I'm saying? Oh, I, no, I, 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 it's like, funny just to hear you talk about it because I, I wouldn't put it that way, but when you say it, it's like, no, that's exactly it. It's exhausting.
0: Yeah. You're open to that 24-7, man? Yeah, that's that gets tiring. You know? Um, but that's what happened to me, man. That was, that was really what happened to me. This
1: is a live cut Damien Gerardo recorded uh,
0: during another visit to the studio. It's
1: Planes to Crash.
2: I went looking for a plane to crash Beyond the near and blue Where I just see you And when old sky is shown Or the earth below Took a drive to the mountainside where I gave my life over to the light. to see.
1: Planes to crash, which Damian Gerardo recorded here in the studio. Now let's get back into my conversation with him as we talk more about his spiritual awakening and how it affected his music. You know, this wasn't necessary. I mean, I didn't really have a, a specific uh, journey in mind for this conversation, but I wasn't expecting it to necessarily take this turn. Yeah, okay. And that's not a complaint because oh, okay. I'm into this because I, you know, I didn't realize when when you talked about this stuff that. Um mm. that this all really was sort of tied to a very specific particular event sure. that happened.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: So it's just, you know, it's it's fascinating to see how that's opened you up in in all of these different ways because yeah. it really does knowing that now looking back on on the new record it feels like that. Mm. It feels like you've been opened up to a different world.
0: I had I've had I've been accused of, of uh And asked by many people in the press, what were you on (laughs) when you made this record? What, you know, was it mushrooms, LSD, acid, you know, were you on, you know, you know, ayahuasca or, you know, something like, you know, some, some hallucinogenic, you know, trip. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, man, it's nothing, nothing like that, man. Nothing like that. Well, that's the thing about
1: when, uh, you know, when the the, the hippies who love Jesus would talk about that and they'd say, let's get high on Jesus. <laughs> right. Like that, I mean, that, that ended up becoming something
0: ridiculous and stupid. Well, here's the thing. Though. I'll say this. You know, you want to you talk about, you want to talk about, you know, is that real? I'll say this. That saying is dumb. Getting well, of course, high, of course. Of course. That's the yeah. stupid saying. But I'll say this. There is some truth to it. And I'll say this. If, if you are a listener— and you ever, you grew up in an Assemblies of God or some sort of, you know, Southern Baptist church, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're leaving your seat, you're going up and, up and down the aisle, your hands are in the air, your eyeballs are rolling back in your skull. Speaking in foreign tongue, I mean, it's called the spirit. There's a certain high that you get, I think. I've, I know when the spirit hits you. I talked about this the other day in an interview, man. Spirit. Spirit of God hits you, and man, you are you are uh, you are out there, you're out there, you know, and uh, uh, you want proof of it? It's in music. It's in music, man. It's in music. It's in people's lives. You just you can't discount that. I'm saying, like, I don't care what you believe, man. You you cannot you cannot discount a personal life. You cannot discount what you hear on a record. And I'm telling you, I was not on any psychedelic drugs. I was completely just open. I was completely open, you know. Um, there's this great Kerouac um, thing where he talks about, oh, man. I forgot what the word it is. Well, anyways, I can't remember the exact quote. But he's talking about that, facing the universe, facing the sky and being opened up. Um, and it's this conversation that happens between him between him and God, you know. You know, um, uh, I wish I could remember what it says, you know. But, anyways, he's talking about God, you know, and he said, you know, something happened, you know, a voice happened and I became opened up, opened up to the universe. And I remember, man, that's exactly, I didn't get that. My whole life I've never understood that, but now I get it. I get it now. And I'm telling you, I. And that opened up happened man it was freedom it was i became open up to all sound all music all styles
1: you know, the way you're talking about all of this it, it does seem like uh faith has become something new to you now sure what was it before because it was still a part of your life like how did how did you feel about it? How I did think it...
0: before it was a comfort. Mm. Faith to me, I think earlier in my life, a good portion of my life was something that I would just go to if I was just feeling like feeling down, you know? Yeah. Something to ease my my guilt or my whatever, uh, bad thoughts or whatever. Now mm. it's, it's not that at all.
1: No, I understand that because for a lot of people that's what it is because— I Still mean, the
0: whole time not understanding grace— Right. That's, that's the big difference, man. Do you understand grace? Now I do, which makes it a lot easier. Cause
1: that's a lot of, I mean, that's the thing. Like I, I know so many people and I've done it too in the past where that's what it is. It's, it's just a way out. It's an escape. That's right. But for me, I remember the big thing was, uh, Kierkegaard mm-hmm. and the way he talks about living life sure. and, and the fact that, uh, living a life, the examined life isn't fun and it's not happy Mm, mm -hmm. and it can be painful. Like you were saying before, everything's heightened to the point where it's exhausting and, and there's a bit of, there's a bit of anguish Mm -hmm. in there just not because of bad things, but just by nature of (laughs) being there.
0: Right. And it's also the whole thing of freedom. It's also the whole thing of freedom, which is like, look, you mean I don't got to worry about nothing. Oh, I see. I feel guilty about, you know, so-and-so. Oh well, there's grace. Well, what's that? Well, so I've done this. I've done this, and you've done what? What are you talking about? You see know what I'm saying? Oh, I do. Yeah. So, to so not not experience that, and now 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 to know and experience that now, it's that's that's a big difference.
1: So, was it just that it, that that concept, that idea, didn't make sense, or was it that you didn't? I look.
0: I I I was telling this in the interview earlier before we came here. That dream, the dream of the the dream that I that I had, that these two that these two records are based on, Maricopa and Brothers and Sisters of the Eternal Sun. That dream needed to happen at that exact time in my life. Was the change quick? No, it was not. For two years, almost three years. I lived that out, and it was horrible. It was terrible. I went through many dark times, man, through that search. You know it was a long process it was a long long process it was not it was not an overnight thing it was not like what you hear oh i fell on my knees i accepted the lord and boom i saw the light and on the next day or that just an hour later i was new and clean and shiny no man it was a long process it was a long painful process you know
1: it took a long long time. here's one last song from damian girardo uh, this one appeared on his album maricopa The first of three records to tell the story of an unnamed musician on a spiritual journey takes him to some interesting places. Sounds familiar, right? The final chapter of that story, by the way, Visions of Us on the Land, is out in March on Secretly Canadian. Here's Nothing Is the News.
0: comes from Vision Zero. On foot or behind the wheel, safety is a shared responsibility. And Vision Zero Louisville believes zero roadway fatalities is the only acceptable amount. Their mission is to create safe roads by design, engineering solutions, and education. More information at visionzerolouisville.org. <laughs>